If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. It's hour number two of Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is also out here in Las Vegas in studio, Josh Applebaum, uh, doing a great job, having a great time, too, from what I hear. Having uh, a lot of fun, Pritch. Just, just getting started, yeah. too. <laughs> um, happy to bring on to the program uh, host of ATS Radio, lead writer at ATS.io, Adam Burke. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing well. I actually just got back from being in Vegas, so uh, good to see Josh is out there now. Yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> taking your pl- your place out here. He's on, he's on a roll right now. Just a line change, so yeah, we're, we're in. <laughs> as long as you're doing better than I did. Oh, he's off to a great start so far. Let's see if he can keep it going. Um, so we got a game about to start. I want to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, the Padres run line uh, and their matchup against the Rockies. Yeah, I took a look at this one here today. I mean, when you look at what Colorado's done on the road so far, I mean, they've been brutal. 2-16, and 16, they're not scoring any runs. They've lost 13 of those 16 games by two or more runs. So I know it's a big price today on Joe Musgrove. I know it's laying a run line with a total of 7.5, but I just don't see how Colorado scores in this game. And Chichi Gonzalez pitches to a lot of contact for Colorado. San Diego's offense, I think, has definitely underperformed this season. They should be better than they are. So... Hopefully some of that kind of comes through today where I went ahead and, and laid the run line there in that one. 
Adam, love to get your take on Tampa Bay and Baltimore. This is an intriguing matchup for me. Obviously, you got John Means on the bump here through the no-no. has been absolutely fantastic this year. Going up against the Rays, though, and the Rays are kind of very rarely a dog, and when they are, they've done very well. They're 12-9 and nine so far this year as a dog. But Means has been throwing the ball great. What do you think here? I saw a little bit of movement toward Baltimore. You can get some plus money toward the Rays. What's your take on this AL East matchup? Yeah, you know, this is one where it's really interesting to me because, uh, as you mentioned, John Means having a phenomenal year, pitched that no-hitter early on in the season, over a strikeout per inning for him. But there are a couple of stats that I like to look at when it comes to starting pitchers, and they're batting average on balls in play and left on base percentage. And when you look at John Means here on the season, his BABIP is very, very low, unsustainably low, to be completely honest with you, and his left on base percentage is unsustainably high. I think Means has only allowed one run that hasn't come on a home run so far this year. He's given up seven runs overall. That's not going to continue. As good as he's pitching, there will be some reversals of fortune for him. And it's the opposite for Ryan Yarborough, the pitcher for the Rays, who usually gets an opener. He's going to start the game here tonight because Tampa Bay used five relievers yesterday. But Yarborough's a guy who ranks in the top 3% in average exit velocity and hard hit rate. But his batting average on balls in play is 331, which is way too high for the contact quality that he's allowing. So I'm looking for Yarborough to get better, for Means to get a little bit worse, and for Tampa Bay to win this game with that short underdog price. We're speaking with Adam Burke, host of ATS Radio, lead writer at ATS.io. So I've won some money. I've cashed a ticket on the – I forgot who the Angels were playing, but they, it was right when Pujols got released. Uh, I played against the Angels. It seems like this team can have those letdown moments. you got the Trout situation, although you do have Otani on the bump uh, in this matchup uh, against the uh, Indians here. How do you see this one? Yeah, when I look at this game, I've got a small lean towards Cleveland, actually. Um, you know, I, I think that Otani is a guy where eventually that walk rate will come back to hurt him a little bit. So far this season, he just hasn't given up a lot of hits. So he's given up the walks, mm-hmm. but he's gotten strikeouts, gotten a lot of balls in play that have been converted into outs to get out of those innings. So I do think that maybe there's a little bit of value on Cleveland tonight. But what I actually did play was the under eight in this one. And I do see this one kind of getting bet up a little bit out there in the marketplace. But Aaron Savali for the Indians, he's a lot like Kyle Hendricks, where the stuff won't blow you away. The strikeout rates won't blow you away. But he can command the baseball absolutely anywhere he wants to put it works very well on the edges of the plate. And so he doesn't give up a lot of hard contact as a result. Of course, the Angels now without Mike Trout, that's a huge loss from the middle of their lineup. So I looked at the under tonight because the Indians haven't really seen Otani with everyone playing the all-division schedule last year. And I also think Stavali a little bit underrated in the marketplace. So lean Cleveland on the side, but definitely like the under eight in that one at Angel Stadium tonight. Adam, one thing I like about you, you're not just a baseball guy. You do all sports. So let's let's trans- transition a little bit. Let's talk some NBA playoff games. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm struggling a little bit with some of these games. You know, I had a clear play on the Celtics last night as a, you know, kind of a sharp contrarian spot. But I think it's a little bit more difficult tonight. But I kind of lean Memphis, and I would love for you to make a case why I should take Memphis tonight. You know, they did open around minus three, three and a half. They've been bet up to four. Looks like they may even go to four and a half here. They have had San Antonio's number, 2-0 this year. Kind of blew them out in both spots. And also, Spurs are going to playoffs not playing well. They've lost four straight, whereas Memphis has won uh, five five of their last six. So what's your take on this game? And do you think better should lay the, lay the wood here with the Grizzlies? Yeah, I like laying the four here with Memphis for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, Josh. You know, I think that this line is probably being kept a little bit low because you kind of have that San Antonio reputation with a guy like Greg Popovich and just sort of expecting them to flip the switch, you know, to be good at the right time. 
I just don't think this is a very good Spurs team. I mean, you look at their record, you look at their performance overall. I just don't think that they're a very strong team. Memphis is better in really all facets of the game to me. Yeah, they're young. Yeah, this is the first playoff appearance for a lot of these guys. But I just think overall, they're just simply a better team. And I think four is a little bit low for this number tonight. And also, too, as you said, San Antonio not coming into the playoffs playing very well. Memphis was playing well. Maybe kind of punted that game a little bit against Golden State in the finale. So I think Memphis gets the win tonight, and I think they cover the four as well. Do you make anything of um, inexperience, too, I mean, or pressured situations? I mean, I, I think Charlotte completely fell apart. Uh, no effort whatsoever, certainly. Um, uh, and then Washington uh, maybe choke uh, a little bit in that matchup as well. So uh, when you look at this game, Spurs, Grizzlies, uh, the pedigree for the Spurs is there. Uh, but the better team, I agree with you, uh, is Memphis in this one. Yeah, I think it's a fair question to ask, Mike. You know, I mean, how much does experience matter in the postseason across all sports? It's always a talking point, a hot-button issue. In this game, I think Memphis is just clearly the better team. I think it would be a little bit tough to say that about yesterday's two games. But, yeah, I mean, it could be an experience factor. And and as I said, I think that's probably playing into why this line is only four, maybe kind of trending up towards four and a half, as Josh mentioned. Adam, I am so happy that you listed my Boston Bruins on your card that you sent to our producer Steph today. So talk to me about the Bruins. I have some system matches on them tonight going home. Remember, they had a huge uh, overtime win there with with Brad Marchand to make the series one-to-one. It's now going back to Boston here. Bruins have moved a little bit, minus 160 to around minus 170. And so far this uh, NHL postseason, favorites, home favorites, favorites with a line move, favorites with 10 cents of steam or more, all up like 60 70% so far. So what's your take on this Bruins-Caps game three? tonight yeah I think this is a really difficult one for Washington because when we look at the first two games of this series even though Boston lost game one their top line was excellent in that game they just weren't able to capitalize on the scoring chances that they got and of course they lost that game three to two in overtime in game two Boston was clearly far and away the better team at five on five at full strength which is you know what the the most common game state is by a large margin in the NHL. So Boston should dictate this game at five on five. And furthermore, going back home now, they get the last line change. So Bruce Cassidy will get all the matchups that he wants throughout the course of tonight's game. And that should really play to his team's favor, where on the road, they were already the better five on five team. But now they get that home ice advantage of getting the last line change. They've been killing Washington in the faceoff circle in this series. That helps establish possession, helps get out of your own defensive zone. So it's a big number tonight, but, you know, Boston's the better team at five on five. Tuka Rask is better than Craig Anderson. It's a big number, but I think you've got to lay it tonight and look for the Bruins to take the series lead. He's Adam Burke, uh, host of ATS Radio, lead writer at ATS.io, and on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Again, I love that handle right there. Uh, Let's return back to baseball for your expertise. I I can't wait to hear your thoughts on these games. Uh, The Mets and the Braves. Uh, we have the Braves minus 185 out here in Vegas. Uh, Adam, seven and a half is the total in this matchup. Yeah, this one's moved quite a bit throughout the course of the day here. And, you know, it's always interesting to look at these baseball line moves and kind of see when the pitchers were announced and, and all those different types of things. But when you look at the Braves here, I mean, I, I've been waiting for this team to hit a stride. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're so talented on offense. The bullpen was pitching better until the weekend where they had a couple of hiccups. But this Braves team is just... I honestly thought that they would win this division. I expected them to outplay the Mets to win this division. And I still think that that will be the case. But for whatever reason, they just can't seem to get it going. 
And the market is pricing them as if they're going to any day now. There have been a lot of heavy lines on Atlanta, line moves on Atlanta, all that different type of thing. And I understand the sentiment. They just have to actually live up to it. So I'm a big believer in the Braves, not necessarily at price points this high, but I understand why the market keeps driving up their numbers. And I am just waiting for them to start rattling off some victories. Adam, love to get your take on another big matchup here, Washington and the Chicago Cubs, because you got Scherzer on the bump. Obviously, Scherzer, most of the time he, he takes the mound. He's going to be a big public favorite. He's going to be laying a big number here. But I've seen a big, big steam move here toward the Nats. The Nats open at Chicago around minus 135 on the road. They've been bet up all the way to around minus 160. So big money coming in here uh, with uh, with the Nats. Remember, the Cubs have taken the first two games of this series. They won 7-3. to three. They won 6-3. to three. And you're going up against uh, Jake Arrieta, who's kind of been a little bit better this year than the last few years he's got a 4.1 era four and three but what do you think would you lay the wood here with uh with scherzer on the road yeah this would be the only way i could go in this game is to take washington and, and i'm a little bit upset i was traveling back last night went to dinner with the wife and all that i, I kind of missed the overnight on this one where i think washington was cheap in that 135 140 range now this line's probably closer to where it should have been max scherzer's been great this year you know, I wasn't sure how good he was going to be this season. I thought we saw some signs of aging last year and also with the back issue two years ago. But he's been terrific to this point in the year, and that's, I guess, maybe shouldn't come as a surprise. But Jake Arrieta is a guy, I see no redeeming qualities mm. in Jake Arrieta. The velocity's down, the command is down, the control is down. And for some reason this year, he's become more of a fly ball pitcher as opposed to a ground ball guy. And while that may work with the changes to the baseball, it doesn't really work with what's brought him success in the past, where with that walk rate, with the decreased command, he can get away with it because ground balls might get hit at guys. He might turn double plays, stuff like that. I don't like anything that's happening with Jake Arrieta here this season or anything that has happened over the last few seasons. So really thought about laying Washington tonight. If the price comes back to me a little bit, I will do that before first pitch. But it's Washington or nothing for me. Mm, look at that, that total, 2-9. Uh, it's used to the under, minus 115. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the weather. It looks okay. like the wind's going to be blowing out a little bit at Wrigley Field. Because that caught my eye, too, Mike. I, you mm. know, I didn't start with Max Scherzer that gets a total of 9. Uh, you know, kind of opens your eyes a little bit. But I think the wind will be blowing out a bit at Wrigley Field tonight. So that's probably the reason why. Adam, I'll throw another big line move at you. See what you think, because I think when you see these big line moves, to me, it's like, okay, there's big money causing this move, but has it moved so much to where it creates buyback to go the other way? Like, a, a great point by you. I think Atlanta, this has happened to quite a bit. I remember a game with the Mets. They were like minus 130 to like minus 180. And at that point, how can you lay the 180? But it's also tough because they're taking in the money. So uh, let me get your take on Milwaukee, Kansas City. This is an interleague matchup. You saw KC win the first one, 2 nothing. Uh, Corbin, Birds, Corbin Burns on the mound here for Milwaukee. Milwaukee, who has been fantastic, uh, breaking records here for strikeouts in a row without issuing a walk. Uh, you look at Brad Keller going on the mound for KC, three and four, six point seven five ERA. So you would think an advantage here for Milwaukee. They open around minus one sixty, minus one sixty five. They're up to minus one eighty. Uh, you do see interleague line moves do pretty well so far this season and historically. Would you still lay this number with Milwaukee, or do you think the Royals with an inflated number have uh, a little bit of interest? Yeah, I think this is one where it's very tough to back the Royals because Corbin Burns has the ability to be absolutely dominant. You know, we see one of the things that we see pretty much year in and year out in Major League Baseball, it almost doesn't matter what the line is, aces or guys with elite potential get bet up in the marketplace almost regularly. You know, we see it with the Shane Beavers of the world, certainly the Garrett Coles and Jacob DeGroms of the world. 
Well, at least for this season, Corbin Burns has been on that level. So it's not really a big surprise to see this line go up a little bit. I'd also like to think that the Brewers can optimize their defensive lineup by being able to have a DH and kind of work on some things that way because they have not been a great defensive team here so far. But Burns just has that ability to be dominant. And Brad Keller, at least to this point in the season, does not. And there have been some questions about him and his numbers over the last couple of seasons. So it doesn't really shock me to see this line going up to where it is. I think Milwaukee probably the right side. But again, one that I wish I would have wagered on a little bit earlier in the process, just because, you know, you know, you're getting these things with the Burnses and like I said, the elite front of the rotation guys from around the league. So if that is something you're interested in, you know, we see it today with a Jack Flaherty, for example, for the Cardinals. If you want to bet a frontline guy, you've got to do it early and then make your decision if you want to buy back at it or not. Okay, Adam, uh, popular team here, Yankees, obviously, the, and then the Rangers. Uh, Rangers at home, plus 153 to 9 is the total in this one. Yeah, I think this is one where, you know, it's it's a very tough handicap because mm-hmm. Corey Kluber is a guy that has good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, of course, haven't seen much of him over the last two years. But the command is something that I kind of question, something that I worry about. With that being said, though, he, down here playing against the Rangers, it's a friendly ballpark. It's a very forgiving ballpark for a guy like Kluber that – If he lives in the middle of the plate with the fastball, if he makes a few mistakes, they probably won't hurt him as badly as they would hurt other guys. So I think for Kluber here tonight, it's another situation where I'd lay it or stay off the game. Not really a big fan of anything about Texas. I think they've overachieved quite a bit early on in the season here. That's one thing that's been tough for me is I think some of these overachieving teams, uh, the market's caught on very quickly, and we're starting to see some of the favorites in games like that, like the Yankees tonight. Uh, get bet up a little bit to an uncomfortable level. All right. F- follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Uh, just an awesome job again here, Josh. With that I-, I just want to know before you go, what's going to be on your main TV tonight, Adam? You got basketball, NBA, you got hockey. What's your main TV play? I, it's Otani. Otani is must see yeah. TV, and you know, he's playing the Indians tonight, so that one's easy for me to watch. But it's got to be Otani, and uh, we'll see what he does you know, against a, an Indians lineup that's just not very good this year. Oh, that's it. He's going to win MVP. I mean, he's going to be on everybody's <laughs> TV tonight. Certainly, probably going to dominate as well. Adam Burke, uh, that was awesome. Thanks again for your time. Absolutely, guys. Take care. You too. Uh, you do the same. Uh, great job right there, Adam Burke, uh, breaking down baseball, all sports, really. Uh, as we continue to program, getting to all sports. NBA series pricing. Uh, how far will these series go? I'll get your thoughts on that coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum in studio. Um, Knicks and Hawks. So I like these prices here when we can bet on situations when it comes to these series. Uh, so the NBA series, I mean, how many, how many games will these go, basically? Uh, so we, we have the choices. If it's the sweep, plus 700, Knicks-Hawks. Five games, uh, plus 275. Six games, plus 190. Seven games, plus 175. Uh, what do you think about those situations right there in this matchup? Yeah, so I think, you know, Pritch, I think there's a lot of different options to bet, which I think is great if you're a sports better because you have not only kind of the number of games it can go, you have exact outcome odds. You also have spreads like, you know, over or like minus one and a half for a team. Will they win, you know, the series four to two and cover the minus one and a half? A lot of different options here. I mean, I would lean, 
game uh, six games or seven games here. I think this okay. Knicks and Hawks series very evenly matched. I mean, you look at a lot of these odds. I think what was it minus one twenty, minus one ten, almost a coin flip on who's going to win this series overall. Right. So I think that's the kind of thing that I would look at. You know, we were joking, uh, you know, during the break here about the Nets plus two fifty to sweep the Celtics. So uh, if you're a massive favorite, maybe instead of playing like the Nets to win the series at minus fourteen hundred. You take a shot on the sweep plus 250. You can kind of do this thing like almost in the NFL draft where maybe you don't uh, have a, a play on a guy to go one certain situation, but you can kind of go over or under or kind of play some game theory. But definitely Knicks Hawks, I expect this to be tight, maybe go deep uh, six, seven games. You're getting a good, decent round plus 175 payout. Yeah, really good basketball team, the Knicks. And, and you know, they were talking about this again, Shaq, Chuck, Kenny, all of them. Okay, will the Knicks wear down because they play so hard, right? And uh, you wonder about that when you get to games six and seven. Yeah, it's a great point. So I'm already getting ready to dust off my uh, one of my favorite systems, which is game six or seven unders, which uh, okay. I love here because I think the Knicks is a great point by you, Pritch. They play so hard and they mm-hmm. play great team defense and Thibodeau's really got them playing very you know, cohesively. Uh, so on the one hand, you say, do they get tired? But also, do they tire out the Nets or the uh, the Hawks here? Do they frustrate the Hawks who are used to putting up a lot of points and they're going to go up against a very tough defensive team? So uh, I do expect a, a deep series here, six or seven games. Bucks Heat match up four games plus 400, uh, five games plus 210, uh, plus 225 for six games, plus 260 for seven games. Yeah, so my first thought, um, I think this one goes pretty deep as well. You know, you look at kind of the, the odds here just to win it. You know, the right. Bucks are minus 275 to win this series. Uh, Heat plus 225. I actually think the Heat are going to give the Bucks all they can handle here. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks, on the one hand, they've been through uh, some disappointments here in the postseason. I think a lot rides on this playoffs because if they, you know, they make the big move for Holiday, they give them a ton of money. Um, they had that other trade that actually didn't go through, Pritch, and who was that? Bogdanovich ended up right. going to uh, the Hawks there. But um, obviously Giannis, Middleton, Holiday, you finally have a big three. Now is your time if you're a Bucks fan uh, and, and on the Bucks to really expect them to, to make a move here. So um, I think that could be a little bit of pressure. I like that the Heat, the Heat are in the spot that they love, Pritch. Underdog, no one's giving them a mm-hmm. shot. Uh, again, plus 225. I think this would uh, maybe go a little bit deeper. And and again, it's it's not rocket science, but the smaller the payout, the more likely the outcome is going to be. Absolutely. Seven games for the Nuggets, Trailblazers plus 175, six games plus 190. Um, five games plus 275 uh, plus 650 for sweep. So my play here is seven games okay. plus 175. Yeah. I don't know what it is, Pritch. Maybe it's a premonition. <laughs> Maybe I had a dream. I don't know. Maybe I got an edge, but I just feel like this is going to be back and forth. Uh, you may have an in-series betting opportunity where, you know, the, the Blazers go up one nothing, or then it's two to one, uh, you know, two to one here with, with Denver. And I think these teams are very evenly matched. If you had Jamal Murray, obviously, you right. know, I think the number would be a little bit higher here for, uh, for the Nuggets. But I just see two good teams that are going to go back and forth. And I think there's going to be a long series plus 175 to go seven. That's what I'm banking on. The adjustment without uh, Jamal Murray, uh, that's going to be key. That's going to be a key factor, certainly for the Nuggets. How about Clippers, Mavs, uh, four games plus 400, uh, five games plus 220, uh, six games plus 225, seven games plus 250. So Clippers, definitely a big favorite here, or, or relative favorite, minus 375 to win this series. Um, I like the Clippers to advance, I think, and I, I would expect they learned something from last year where, you know, you get Paul George and Kawhi together and you think you're just going to roll over the league, but uh, that didn't happen and they kind of had an early exit that, that they didn't expect. Um, I think they're going to get past the Mavs, but I think I think you're going to see some Doncha heroics here, Pritch. I think there's going to be some games. Maybe it's a game winner. Maybe it goes a little further than you would expect. I think the Mavericks will frustrate the Clippers. I think in the end, the Clippers are the better team, mm-hmm. but I expect the Mavericks to get a couple wins. I'd be looking a little deeper there. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe five, six games in, around that area. Yeah, I appreciate the break that uh, everybody's having too right now just to gear up for these matchups. 
Yeah, and again, if you have these, uh, you know, players who have had injuries all year and getting this extra rest, I think that's really, really important. So maybe you can rehab, you can get treatment, uh, and obviously with uh, with a lot of injuries here, it's going to benefit you this extra time. All right, getting ready for golf, the PGA. Uh, my biggest ticket that I cashed was the Masters. So we got the PGA coming up on Ryan Balaji, owner of Golf News Net. He joins program coming up next. We have a new feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games we are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games, which is sure uh, to give you a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Happy to bring on to the program. He's the owner of Golf News Net, Ryan Ballingy. Ryan, how are you? Good, Mike. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, we have the PGA. Uh, looking forward to this. Now, I've seen the course on TV, of course, and looking at it. Okay, it's on the water. I know there's going to be some wind, um, but give us some of the, the factors to consider uh, prior to this event, and especially with these golfers in that wind. Yeah, great question. So this is the longest golf course in major championship history, 7,876 yards from the back tees. About three yards longer than they had this in 2012 when Rory McIlroy won by eight shots. So it's the long golf course. It is punishing. It probably won't ever get to that max length, 78, 76, but it probably will get in the 7,800s. So we're talking a really long golf course. So even for guys like John Robb, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, there are at least a half dozen holes where they're probably going to hit a five iron, four iron, three iron type shot into the green. So long iron play, really important. Pete's Eye Golf Courses, there is a lot of visual intimidation. So you've got to be able to kind of have a game plan and stick to it. And then I think really importantly with the wind, for the first three days, it looks like it's going to play out of the east, which means the final five or six holes are going to play all into the wind. They're all beast holes. So it's going to be really difficult down the stretch. But then on Sunday, it looks like it's going to flip and go the other way. So those holes will play relatively easy. But the beginning part of the round will be especially difficult. Ryan, this is Josh. It's great to talk to you once again here. And uh, my first question is, you know, uh, I'm not as dialed into golf as you are, as you know, but uh, I noticed one thing as a recreational kind of golf follower is that Dustin Johnson is not the favorite. He's 16 to one. You know, Rory's the favorite here, 12 to one. So what's going on with DJ? Why isn't he favored? Is he struggling right now? Do you think this provides an opportunity to maybe buy low on DJ? It's a good question. I think you might be able to. I mean, DJ is kind of in the midst of this five tournament slump for him, which is very rare. He doesn't usually play more than two or three kind of bad ones for him in a row. I mean, it's not like he's missing cuts left and right. He's just not finishing in the top 10 every time as we've kind of grown accustomed to over the last year or so. So, I mean, you're looking at him, depending on where you get him, 14, 16 in places. I've seen him kind of bet down a little bit, which is usually kind of surprising for Dustin Johnson. He kind of comes home a little bit down the stretch. I think there's a chance here. 
especially because he plays a comfortable fade. So he can handle, he doesn't really care about the wind as much. This is his normal shot shape. He's not forcing the issue too much. Uh, he's a great wedge player, so he gets up and down pretty well. He's a pretty solid putter. I, I don't see a good reason to bet against him. I just don't see a great reason to bet for him, if that makes sense. Total sense right there. Uh, Ryan Ballinger, uh owner of Golf News Net. Um, you know, your layout or your description of the course, uh, the conditions as well, I, I wanted to really grasp that because uh, I wonder if these golfers can challenge this course or are these golfers going to have to play conservative? And uh, if that's the case, do you have any names in mind uh, either way, challenging or conservative? Well, the really interesting thing about the sports bridge is that it's kind of designed like an old school Scottish layout where you go in a figure eight shape and you kind of go out and you come back. So you make this figure eight along the way. So about 10 of the holes play along the ocean, mm -hmm. but also about 10 of the holes play into the prevailing wind, whatever it is that day. So when it's playing easterly, there's 10 holes into the wind, eight downwind. So those eight downwind holes, the PGA of America is trying to set them up for these guys to be able to score. That's your chance to make any kind of move against par on this golf course. Right. And so I think you got to think about the early holes. You got to think about one, two, three, before you really start making the turn. And then you get into the wind and you kind of get punished a little bit. And then you've got a little chance to rally before you get to kick in the teeth one more time. So I don't know that that favors anybody particularly well one way or the other. But I do think based on the weather forecast, I like the Thursday afternoon, Friday morning draw a little bit better because I think you're going to get a little less wind Thursday afternoon and a little calmer Friday in the morning compared to Thursday morning. So I think if you're thinking about draw, you know, draw splits, that's probably where you want to look. Okay. Ryan, I always like asking you uh, when we talk golf is like, give me some names down the board that people aren't looking at, that people aren't focusing on. So uh, I'm looking at a lot of guys in like the 45 to one range, 50 to one range. And of course we caveat that by saying, you know, these, these long shots don't always win, you know, maybe target a matchup or a top 20, top five, stuff like that. You could be better off, but uh, I'm looking at guys like Patrick Cantley, Keegan Bradley, Matsuyama, all like 50, 50 to one, 45 to one, any golfers down the list that you think may have value. Two guys I really like kind of sort of in that range or right about that range. Cameron Smith, who's playing the best golf of his life this year, uh, just won the Zurich Classic with uh, Mark Leishman, the team event down in New Orleans. He plays well in the wind. He's won the Sony Open in the wind. So he knows how to handle these conditions well. I like the Aussies in general because of that. Um, the other guy I like because there were five Englishmen in the top 10 the last time we had this year, Cyril Hatton. No one's talking about this guy. He wins a lot. He wins prolifically at least on the European tour, he did really well at the Heritage last year, which is also a Pete Dye design. And he just kind of has that type of ball flight and mentality where you kind of have to play angry in the wind. Well, he's angry all the time. So that really works out very well for him. Uh, and then if you kind of go super down ballot, someone like Matt Wallace, who's playing well in the PGA Tour right now, but it's 100 or 125 to 1, depending on where you go look. As some popular names too, Justin Thomas, he's 14 to 1. How about Colin... Uh, Morikawa, uh, he's 30 to one, uh, former winner. Uh, certainly his driving accuracy is on point too, I think in the top 10, uh, but the conditions may be some concern there. Perhaps, although when he wanted the concession for his first WGC title back in March, he figured out, thanks to Paul Azinger of all people remember there, how to chip on Bermuda type surfaces. Past Palom is a little bit different. That's the dominant uh, grass on this golf course. It's a seaside grass. It's kind of sticky. I think that will actually work in his favor a little bit. He can play more comfortable shots. He can put a lot of action on it, put spin on it that he feels comfortable doing. 
and he is such a good ball striker from tee to green. It is really hard not to like him pretty much every time out. The only variable with him is putting. Yeah. If he putts well, he's got a chance to win. If he doesn't, he's still got a good chance to be a top 10, top 20 guy. Real quick, Ryan, before we get out of here, only about 30 seconds. Any matchup uh, you like here? Any matchup odds? Honestly, I, I, I normally do not do this, but I have stuck outrights in top 10s this week. Throwing in a couple each ways, depending on the book where you go, because the odds are just so juicy this week compared to the Masters. I think you kind of have to take your shot this week before we get to the U.S. Open and things tighten up. All right. Looking forward to this PGA. Uh, Ryan Balanchy, owner of Golf News Net. Uh, thanks again for your time, Ryan. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You take care. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one for sure. Uh, there's a lot of names on this board with some odds that are highly attractive. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to um, some more uh, basketball. Uh, NBA coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. 
On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM has a fun way to join sports betting excitement. Win $100 with a $1 wager on either the Warriors or Lakers to hit a three in tonight's game. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get in a ring with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Must be at least 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And Tennessee, call or text at redline 800-889-9789. And Indiana is 1-800-9WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum in studio uh, with you today. Um, so some of these uh, splits here, uh, Grizzlies and Spurs, some of the action, the bets coming in. You're the perfect person to highlight this for us, Josh. Uh, what have you seen? What have you found when it comes to betting this game tonight? So one thing, and I think, you know, we talked to Adam earlier. He did a great job kind of breaking down this matchup. And this is tough for me because as a contrarian, I like going against the public. The public is on the Grizzlies here today. You would be in a kind of a bylaw opportunity with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But the more I look at it, I'm, I'm leaning more to the Grizzlies at this point. Um, only because we got these bet splits from BetMGM. They're interesting because the majority of bets are on the Grizzlies, getting about 74% at BetMGM. But here's the key, Pritch, the handle, the actual money, 84%. 84%. So I like that, you know, the fact that, you know, it may not just be the public on the Grizzlies mm-hmm. it may be actually some respect to money as well and again the fact that line moved further to the Grizzlies minus three to minus four um, that kind of gives you a little bit more confidence and digging into kind of just the two te- the two games these teams played this year we joked about it earlier but Memphis blew out the Spurs in both games here right 129 112 133 102 I guess the one thing is you know they're a young team here they did have a you know a little brush with the the bubble the play the playoffs last year they didn't have Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. I think he's going to make a difference but um, the more I look at it the more I'm leaning a little bit here with with Memphis uh, in terms of this big money not just being a public play. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, look at that line movement on the total, too. Uh, now 222, I believe, right? Uh, let's see here. Uh, making sure 223 now, uh, down from 225. Definitely some under money here. Uh, 225, 224. I mean, no matter what the opener was, mm-hmm. this thing is falling. So it's down to, uh, again, 222 and a half, 223. To me, these totals are tough because, you know, you look at the Celtics over, it was kind of like that 233 stayed right where it was at. Thing went way under. On the flip side, you know, and again, you can't take too much from the previous day. I think that's another thing like new bettors do. They overreact to what happened yesterday.
play. I think you got to kind of stay the course with these spots here. My overall thing is I either am taking overs in these playoff games, unless, of course, Pritch, it's the Pacers-Wizards tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, I lean under in these spots. Um, and, again, some under money coming in here. So a little bit of a lean. But to me, I'm, I'm warming to the Grizzlies. And I like I like what uh, like what Adam talked about earlier. Today. Okay, we're going to break down some player props in a minute. But let's get to the other game, Lakers and Warriors, when it comes to splits. Uh, and some of this market insight as well. So number one, big bet here came in on the Lakers uh, reporting from BetMGM. They took a $66,000 bet to win 60K on the Lakers at minus four and a half. So mm-hmm. uh, normally I'm not a big fan of like reporting these huge bets. I think it's more of a media thing. I don't yeah. think it's as big. Like to me, who is the bet coming from? I joke a lot, but like Floyd Mayweather will bet a million dollars on a on the Super Bowl. He may not move the line much at all just because he doesn't have like a big track record of success long term. But I think this money may be a little smart money. Because look at what the number that this big better put down on Lakers. He got the 66 can Lakers at minus four and a half. Mm-hmm. So he he or she, whoever it is, they bet a, a good number at four and a half because now it's up to five and a half. This might have been part of the kind of that big steam today, seeing the Lakers move from four and a half up to five and a half. So to me, that's a little bit respect to money coming in. And again, uh, Lakers getting a majority of the handle, line moving in their favor. If you got the four and a half, you're probably feeling really good with Lakers right so now. So help me out with the total, uh, 75% on the over. Uh, it's now down to 217 and a half from 221 and a half. Yeah, so this is when I talk about like bet splits and bets mm-hmm. first dollars and you know kind of digging into this data. This is what you love if you like the under here because this is the most lopsided to- total play of the night. 75% of bets on the over. Again, this is a walk into the bar and everyone's got an over ticket bridge. <laughs> but yet, why didn't the total rise? If everyone's on the over, this thing should have moved up, you know, 221 and a half up to 222, 223. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. It went the complete opposite direction. So it's now fallen to 217 and a half. This is kind of a, this is like it, it, when I like reverse line move unders. This is as good as it gets. So hopefully, uh, if you're on the under uh, again, you know you would have liked to gotten a little bit earlier. But everyone betting the over yet it fell. That's a dead giveaway that this under has some uh, yeah. respective money. As we're speaking right now, that total is two eighteen and a half. Right yeah, there. going back and forth in mm-hmm. that. Pritch, good point by you. If you haven't bet it yet, I would wait because okay. if more action comes in, there's going to be a primetime game tonight. You're going to have more bets coming in late, and I, I would assume 9 out of 10 of these are going to be Lakers in the over, so that's going to provide some value here to uh, to maybe maybe get that 218 that you've been waiting for. The only reason why I'm positive on the total right now is because of a chance of overtime in this one. Uh, both teams can knock down that big shot too. So let's get to the player props. Uh, let's start with the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Uh, DeRozan, uh, 25 and a half points, four rebounds, four and a half rebounds, excuse me, uh, six and a half re- uh, assist. Uh, where are you on player props now after watching that game last night, both games last night? Yeah, so I'm hot. I got my Alex Len over four and a half points last <laughs> night. So again, that's like uh, we were joking watching the game, but you needed like two dunks and a free throw, and I think it landed on five. So number one, that's how good the odds makers are setting these numbers. But uh, yeah, looking at these, uh, again, the, the big name guys will get the majority of the action. So your DeRozans, your Murray. I'd look a little bit, you know, lower down here. And again, you know, looking at uh, maybe Podal or Walker, you know, around the nine and a half, 12 and a half, maybe to the over there. This is a Spurs team that, you know, offensively can, can put up some points here, Pritch. Uh, struggles a little bit defensively, but maybe those lower tier guys I'd, I'd be leaning on, maybe Podal over nine and a half, that kind of intrigues me. Yeah, it makes sense, uh, certainly. What about John Morant? Uh, he's at 20 and a half points. I, I would look over here, Pritch. Yeah, 20 and a half. I know it's chalky. Uh, both Morant and Brooks, 20 and a half for both of these spots. Um, Valanchunas is intriguing. Mm-hmm. I would look at his double-double odds. You know, what is what are the odds for him to get a double-double? But 18 and a half and 14 and a half. I think the advantage might be down low here, down low for, uh, for Memphis. 
getting a lot of their, uh, you know, Valanchunas and, and Jackson, some right. of these big guys against the Spurs who've been a little susceptible uh, defensively down the middle. But, uh, yeah, Morant over 20 and a half. Again, this is, is a guy who tasted the postseason last year. Now he's back and he was injured at, at one point. Uh, can he get you 21 points in a, in, a, uh, in a matchup against a bad defense? I like that. You know, I like the role player angle there for these player props. Uh, Doug McDermott, for instance. I mean, the guy was insane uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday evening. How about the Lakers and the Warriors? Curry 36 and a half my goodness I, I mean are you interested in that one at all so I kind of it gives me a little deja vu with Jason Tatum yesterday because mm-hmm. remember he, I think he was what 32 and a half so it's kind of close around yeah, that 50. number yeah so you know Curry could he go off I mean the guy's playing ridiculous right now I mean three pointers five and a half can he get you six threes I think that's an opportunity there to, toward the over but again, to me, I'm looking at some of these some of these guys down the list. That's right. where I think, you know, uh, and again, I'm not a huge player prop person, but it's these it's when everyone's focusing on, you know, Curry, Wiggins, a lot of these high numbers mm-hmm. go down the list a little bit. Maybe Kevin Looney, maybe Draymond, some of these ones down the line. Yeah, I, again, it's a role player angle. Uh, seriously, uh, somebody's going to step up other than the superstars. Uh, the Lakers just happens to have multiple superstars. So, um, Anthony Davis, I mean, 25 and a half, uh, nine and a half rebounds is interesting to me. Uh, two and a half assists, uh, three pointers, he's sitting there at a half. Yeah, so obviously, you know, um, two great players here. Mm-hmm. I'm just concerned with injuries, you know, because okay. uh, what if you, you know, he's got 20 in the first half and tweaks his ankle late. Those are the sort of things I worry about a little bit. If you like the overs, I can't blame you at all. But um, I look at Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. I think that's a guy who gets a lot of open shots, especially with James and Davis back. They're going to get a lot of the defensive emphasis. And if you get these these wing guys, you know, a, a corner three from Caldwell-Pope, over nine and a half, over one and a half three-pointers, can he get you two threes, kind of right. like McDermott last night? Maybe uh, KCP uh, could could deserve a look here. I like that one. Be honest with you, uh, I didn't get down that far, but because I, I passed, you passed over Schroeder. Uh, Thirteen and a half points. Uh, he might be tired tonight. <laughs> yeah. Three and a half rebounds, four and a half assists as well for him. I do like Schroeder. He's kind of yeah. under the radar. He's a guy that uh, is very efficient. He can get you a lot of points quickly. My only concern is, you know, injuries. You know, mm-hmm. he's a guy who battled injuries late. You know, what's he going to look like going to the playoffs here? But I think my angle with the Lakers would be so much attention on Davis and, and James. Look toward these other players, and maybe uh, maybe you'll, you'll lighten the load a little bit for your two stars if you can get some supplementary scoring here. Okay, would you play under 26.5 points for LeBron James? I'd probably go over or nothing. I don't okay, know. Okay. Uh, it's chalky, Pritch, but yeah. it's hard to bet against LeBron at that point. I'd also look at Andre Drummond. Uh, mm-hmm. as a guy uh, with uh, rebounding here, 10.5. Uh, I don't know. I, the Kind of the Warriors aren't too big down low. Uh, maybe he feasts a little bit. Okay, so uh, decision time. Um, I'm trying to think here with this total 223 now uh, with San Antonio and Memphis. Um, looking to play over that total. I don't blame you, Pritch. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of stayed where it's at. I mean, it dipped a little bit to 222 and a half. But again, the other factor here is just the volatile, you know, unpredictable nature of the playoffs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Did anyone think the Pacers would score 144 yesterday? <laughs> right. I don't think they did. Uh, and the Spurs have been a pretty good over team this year. I think in that game, I'm leaning to the Grizzlies here. The more okay. I'm thinking about it, um, I don't think it's just a, a public play. I think you got some respect and money. And again, you would have loved maybe three and a half. It's mm-hmm. at four now. But what if it goes to four and a half? I think maybe a money line, it, it might be a little high. I think okay. money line, it's what, minus 180. So you're kind of getting up there. But I do like the Grizzlies to advance. Minus 175 out here in 
Vegas, yeah, absolutely, for the money line. Uh, and then the other game, uh, not a lean or a side, uh, but maybe that total is in play, 218.5 now. I'm on that total. Okay. You, you got me. You had me at hello with that total, <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that it's such a heavy betting over opportunity. It's going to be your primetime game. I mean, we talked about uh, Beal and Tatum and the, the how heavily bet that, that Warriors uh, or that Celtics game was last night. Yeah. Now Warriors-Lakers, it's going to be primetime. You got a lot of star players. It's going to be an incredibly heavily bet game. Everyone on the over, it's it's falling. I'd wait, maybe get a 219 under there. Well, is, is it steaming that way? Because it was at 217 and a half, now 218 and a half. Coming back a little bit, and I okay. think if you like the under, that's okay. Okay. Uh, you, you know, again, yeah. that's kind of natural buyback, I would call that. But yeah, I'd wait it out, get a 219 maybe. I'd I'm liking that under. Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, the only thing I'm trying to avoid is overtime. <laughs> Great job the last couple of days. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, my man. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we get to do it again soon. And yeah. uh, got a lot of sweats today. I got to get ready for my Bruins playoff game. So a lot going on. Tell the truth. You're house hunting. I mean, oh, Vegas yeah. is your spot now, right? It's my spot. I tell you what, the prices <laughs> in Vegas for a house compared to Boston, whew, it's uh, yeah. much better out here. I'll tell you that. Well, good luck with everything on your bets. Uh, we'll be in touch certainly uh, throughout the week. Uh, that'll do it for us today. My guys in the desert coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.